Okay. I had no, music playing. Is. I it had is. music playing. I couldn't hear it. The fader has to be up. Today, we've got a few things to talk about. It's November 1st. Talking about things that are not so bad. Tesla's win in court and a homeschooler takeover. Yes. I said homeschooler takeover. Let's go. We'll talk that, through that, that one. That actually, I realized that phrase, homeschooler takeover, probably elicits a very <laughs> there's like a Like everybody's. I mean, yeah. There's probably a barrage. You know, when you see a zombies takeover, it's like a homeschool yes. takeover. You see a lot of prairie dresses. Um, you see a lot of. <laughs> a lot of barefoot kids. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, we're gonna change that. We're we're all about changing perceptions around. That's here. amazing. <laughs> hey, last night, so I'm, I, you know, the the uh, the little the little uh, thing around Halloween, just real quick, and it's not about like totally what we did. This. We had a ton of fun. We you know we we go out we in the neighborhood. Crap, the thing. Ailey's were home because three of them were sick. <laughs> oh no yeah so we had a ton of fun the kids were out baby was out the whole nine yards but i'm scrolling instagram just like winding down at the night you know like we all do and my buddy has shared a little thing that was like all parents please let's stop talking about the uh the the tax on on goods like the parent tax <laughs> right and I was like, where is this going? Like, are you just mad at people talking about this? Because I talk about it all the time. And they were like, no, 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 no. This is a dictatorship. You will get what you deserve. You will You will only get the food rations of the candy that you deserve. And I get the top. You know, I was like, whoa, is, that's perfect. Whoa. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Parents just saying this is all my candy. I was like, whoa. Come on. It was it was real fun to just see all the pictures as it always is and people yeah. texting pictures. Uh Matt Lasher's family, they they had the Super Mario Brother theme going, which was fantastic. We yes. had Mario, Luigi, Princess Toad still. It was good stuff. Uh but it is November 1st now and I woke up to snow. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting it. I mean, I woke and, up to 31 degrees, so, so if know. there was some participation, wouldn't that be crazy? It it could have snowed in Nashville have easily. Snowed in Nashville. And, and we're about that same temperature. You walk outside. It's not like biting cold, but it's like the most pleasant snow you're ever going to see. Right. Everything's yeah, clean. It is slow flurry. falling. Oh, big man. flakes. I'm like, this is what I love. Yeah, I'm going to hate it in 90 days because I'll, <laughs> I'll go 90 days and be like, yeah, I can take this. But like yeah, yeah. February, March, some of April. <laughs> I'm out. Right, right. I'm out. But well, the good news there. is in just two, the next two weeks, you get to be in some nice, warm, sunny weather. We are headed to use car week next week in uh, Scottsdale. It's my Arizona. first time. Have you it's ever been there? I've never been there. It's going to hey, be great. And, and their first time, same. like it's their record attendance this year as well, um, which is really, really cool. Those so two aren't connected, by the way. Right. That we know of. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and uh, and then the next week we'll be at Modern Retail Conference, the Pass Group Conference that uh, that is in Florida. So we're excited to be in some sunny weather coming from the cold and connecting with dealers and industry partners and OEM reps um, because connections, conversations are what drive our industry forward. So that's why we always love being in the dirt at those events. I know. We can't wait. Can't wait for that. Um, also, morethancars.tv. Morethancars.tv. Episode 2 uh, is been officially launched. You can see it for free as well as the pilot episode. If you don't know what that is, it's actually our TV-style docuseries where Kyle and I travel around the dealerships across the country and we tell the inspiring stories and we happen to start competing 
on a few different things. I'll, I'll let you know who wins or not. Well, there's more episodes coming. We eat hot wings in Buffalo. We try to do all ah. the things and uh, make it fun. But guaranteed, every time we've screened this, and now we've probably in person have screened it in front of over a thousand people collectively. There are tears. There are laughs. Um, there are incredible sentiments shared, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. We we made this for you, and it's yes. actually, it's a great thing to show in a morning sales meeting. There you go. Yeah, it really is. Really, yeah. is. check it out. Morethancars.tv. If we can help you, we can. Speaking of helping the morning meeting, you know, I'm trying to find the right segue button. It's not a segue. Down. We were so good yesterday it was so good yesterday all right we'll, we'll 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 come through for you if you're on the live stream we got right. it coming for you so uh check this out the uaw simultaneous strike against the big three initially stirred fears of some colossal financial damage for the big three but as the dust settles maybe the dust is settling early indicators show that uh a, the 2.9 billion dollar loss seems more manageable then critical the uaw's 146,000 members uh have secured a 25 percent wage increase and sometimes more when you factor in cost of living um some additional benefits ford is facing and we, we heard about this talked about this a little bit yesterday an additional increase of 850 to 900 dollars cost per vehicle which you know where that's ending up on the sticker oh, so on uh, that sticker. <laughs> along with stellantis and gm uh plans to find more efficiencies and balance the escalated costs obviously you're ongoing but um so stellantis seemed to weather the strike better than Ford and GM. They had 3 billion in lost revenue but only 800 only 800 million only. In, in lost profits. So basically investors on all three initially panicked. We saw uh 40 billion dollars in market cap go away from GM and Ford's uh value, but S&P recently upgraded Ford's credit rating, which is kind of a little bit of a silver lining. Chris McNally, an analyst with Evercore ISI, optimistically noted we believe that GM should be able to offset most of the UAW-driven increased wages. Um, they should be able well, to stay so, that off. Yeah, so early on, there were a lot of people talking about anywhere between a 5 and $8 billion impact to these OEMs from a mm -hmm. revenue perspective. And so to only see $2.9 billion is, is great. The other point of this, and we saw this through the articles and through some of the stuff that was coming out of these manufacturers, is they weren't just cutting the people costs because they were they were having to let some people go at these uh, uh, at these factories, but they were also looking to reduce costs across manufacturing, across marketing, uh, and making sure that their expenses were in line uh, as they moved to to be able to be more efficient, you know, and, and be more efficient as they move to increase these wages. So um, it seems like the balance that Wall Street is saying that there's going to be balance there. I also think that some of uh, some of the change in the way that analysts are looking at and the West, the way the S&P is looking at the credit rating may be also due to the the decrease focused on the EV outlook. Without a doubt. I mean, they right. say never waste a good crisis. And I think... Yep. The, I think specifically Ford and GM use this situation as a major pass to be able to say we're cutting way back on this because if yep. all of this EV, like the reality setting in, the, the drop in consumer demand in a non-strike period, they would be facing some very specific heat over this. But I think they pretty masterfully use this situation to scale back on that. And I think Wall Street's reacting to that. And I think the internal, uh, the CFO is like, <sighs> 
Thank you. Oh, they af- absolutely are. Speaking uh, of breathing, sighs of relief. Segway. Right. Sigh of relief. We'll take that. We'll take that segue. That's a good one. That's a good one. In a landmark decision, Tesla triumphed in its first U.S. trial concerning a fatality and autopilot. In the verdict favoring Tesla, it's underscoring a pivotal point that despite technological advancements, the responsibility of road safety ultimately rests on the driver. So the case was revolving around a 2019 incident where a Model 3 veered off the road, resulting in a fatality and some severe injuries injuries of the passengers. Um, The jury, after four days of deliberation, which is pretty long, concluded nine to three that there was no manufacturing defect in the vehicle. Tesla maintained that the driver was under the influence of alcohol at the time, and it was unclear if autopilot was even activated during the crash. Jonathan Michaels representing the plaintiff said the jury's prolonged deliberations suggest the verdict still casts a shadow of uncertainty. Uh, Tesla said the jury's conclusion was the right one. Yeah, I mean, Tesla is going to hang their hat on this, and so is like everyone that's looking at autopilot. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of uncertainty because of the driver being under the influence. Like it, it wasn't the um, like the cut and dry case uh, around autopilot where everything seemed to be, you know where like it was clear autopilot was on. It was clear the driver wasn't inebriated, right? All of those things I think are still to be determined. But the more and more we go down this path, it's going to set more and more of a precedent. And this is the one big thing that we've been looking at regulators to really understand, like where does the onus fall? Is it on the manufacturer that drove all those? And 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 this doesn't just land on, on, on Tesla right now because – there are autopilot functions and features. Oh, yeah. That, Super cruise, they are, all the stuff. Right. The, though there are, yeah. And like recently, Cruise had uh, their their license revoked in a couple cities. Um, so they can't like do autonomous delivery of stuff. So there's, there's a lot of impact to not just like full autonomous driving, but also things like radar cruise control and, and other things that take the ownership of driving at the manufacturer level. Uh, and so I'm interested to see like, what are the next ones? What what does this line up after that? Uh, but Tesla, I'm sure, is just gonna like they're just gonna continually like make big big arrows back to this one. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, oh, has Cruise been revoked in in Phoenix? Because we were planning on doing that. Or no, is it Waymo? That was Waymo. Waymo is Phoenix. So Waymo. we're still we're still we got we got a week away oh, from doing the Waymo. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like podcast from a Waymo coming your way. Yeah. We got uh, look at Nathan. He's he's typing he's typing stuff in our show notes. He just stopped at Cruise. Cruise has ceased operations due to oh, type faster. Real. I love it. So this is real time updates this from our producer Nathan, who always makes sure the show is on point. And now he's listening and he's like, wait, wait, wait. Let me get you two jokers in line. Let me, yeah. And uh, now that there's pressure on him, you know how hard it is to type when someone's watching you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, due to issues related to crashes. It was in San Francisco, right? So they had their uh so they had their their license revoked to do the 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 autonomous driving in San Francisco. Um so oh they've ceased operations everywhere due to San Francisco. Wow. Oh. That's even bigger. I didn't I didn't know the everywhere. Maybe we'll find that story, go a little bit deeper on it tomorrow. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Sounds good. Speaking of learning things, segway. As evidenced by yours truly, homeschooling is experiencing a historic surge 
in the U.S. Uh, this trend transcends the common stereotypes of homeschooling, attracting a new, diverse set of families for a variety of reasons. Uh, the reasons that are cited uh, in, uh, in the study noted uh, that there may be dissatisfaction with traditional schooling, looking for a more value-aligned education for, for their children. Um, typically, historically, Homeschooling has been reserved for a niche of religious families, uh, but it's becoming more mainstream, uh, seeing a 51% increase in the number of homeschooled children compared to the 2017 to 2018 that's period. That's a lot. That's, that's a ton, like 50% of the, the previous uh, high. And it now includes more children than Catholic school. So that's just like one segment of private school Catholic school. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Um, some of the other concerns uh, that parents cited, uh, they want to cater to their children's unique needs, avoid bullying, uh, and ensure curricula, uh, curriculum um, aligns with their specific values. Uh, I, I'll say this, like just anecdotally, we moved to homeschooling this year in our house, and we're loving every minute of it. Like We're two and a half months in, I think, and mm -hmm. our kids are enjoying it. But the one thing, um, you know, from, from that, that I think is still the big question mark is like, can all of these new parents that are entering homeschool, like, are they well equipped to train at the level and to guide at the level that that the school teachers are that have been educated on on teaching? So that's that's kind of like the the outstanding. Like, what's the impact five, seven years down the line from now? Yeah. And if I'm an educator and I went to school to be a teacher and an educator, of course, that's my concern, right? Yep, because absolutely. I learned that there's one way to do it. It's this way. Yep. Um, th there's also a lot of emerging industry uh, bouncing up, right? The entrepreneurs are stepping up. The innovators are stepping up. And yep. now there are all these platforms available that were never available to homeschoolers. Uh, one is called OutSchool, companies like Prenda that actually facilitate, they call them micro schools. So you can have five to 20 students that kind of get together with a, uh, a certified instructor. So a lot of things, right? Innovation is pushing this growth. The reason I think this ties back to our industry, we're seeing an emergence of a lot of an entrepreneurial mentality when it comes to raising your family, auto industry, lots of family business, a lot of industry partners too, small companies that sprung up to serve a need in automotive that have yep. now with this remote work that is available. A lot of industry partners now are deploying remote work. There is just a greater intentionality that can happen at home. And what that means is that these people who are just naturally geared toward learning, growing, developing, educating, are now we're seeing them bring their families into the mix. We're seeing more families around stores. Yep. We're seeing more families uh, uh, around industry partners. Uh, we've been homeschooling for um, our whole. Uh, so our oldest, Miles, who works for Sodu, um, he's seventeen. He's gone through start to finish. We never homeschooled before. All of our other kids homeschool, and I'll tell you what, it is amazing to bring our children into the entrepreneurial world. Um, Nathan's typing show notes and he's homeschooled to all 12 years. Oh, you didn't know this. You didn't know this. But the bottom line is this is an opportunity, I think, for the auto industry to bring the next generation along in a deeper way if you can, yep. right? Everyone can homeschool. It's complicated. It's a lot of work. But the I think the, the next generation of automotive I think there's gonna be a very high percentage that were homeschooled. That's just my. I, I agree, opinion. and and then the the other tie down to this is look at these these companies like Outschool and Prenda that are taking market opportunity as entrepreneurs and going. This is a new market segment that's rapidly growing. How can I serve that segment? 
And I think that auto dealers would do well to look at what are the rapidly growing segments that are parallel verticals to auto and how can they serve that industry well. That's great, man. I like the, I like November 1st. It feels good. November feels <laughs> good go. already. Already, whatever you're doing today, go out there. If it's snowing, enjoy the snow. If it's not, enjoy the sun. Whatever you do, love a few people, sell a few cars, make a little bit of money.